Alright everyone, it's the Chair Shop Podcast, we gotta get moving, we got stuff to do, uh, Monday, all that jazz, oh, I'm a bit late, oh, I can't believe we couldn't do a show yesterday, anyway, uh, Daniel Bryan, uh, back, he's in the XFL now, anyway, so Ronda Rousey showed up, I watched the movie, uh, uh, uh got life golf and all that, we got too much to talk about, lads, on this Chair Shop Podcast, it's episode 386, we got 10 million things we gotta talk about, it's been a crazy week. Uh, Tawdy's best week ever, week three. Uh, uh, we're, we're rolling over. Uh, it's much like the lotto, the good times just keep on rolling. Uh, Tawdy is with me, by the way. Hello. And I'm also joined by, by the Griff. Oh, yeah. Basically, fuck yeah. We gotta, we, we, we need to start, you know, really hammering home, uh, uh the nicknames, because all the cool podcasters have, uh, 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 the nicknames. What, who is that guy... Uh, uh, who called Nia Jax fat at the Royal Rumble and everyone got on him. What was his name? Grim or something like that? Uh, we need we need stupid that, DJ that's names. That's uncomfortably close to Griff, though. <laughs> and I wanted to yeah, point out it uh, wasn't me. It, it wasn't me. Was no, no. It wasn't. I mean, you, you know, you, you've never said a problematic thing in your life, you know. Um, True. Anyway, lads, we have so much to talk about this week. I can't even begin to process it. I'm looking down the list, I'm looking down the agenda, and it is a mile long. So we're going to get jump straight in here. We're going to jump right in to the life guff. Uh, uh, and I, I'll tell you what, lads, uh, I'm having a good week because I got made a permanent at the old Jabola today. Uh, uh, so that's good. So that's good. Because I was going to, I tell you what, if it didn't happen, I was going to have to sell this microphone to pay rent. Ooh. Um, so, uh, so it's a good thing that that came through and saved the chair shot podcast. So, uh, yeah, that's good. Uh, uh, uh life is, is solid. And I don't know, and, know if you had even uh, spoken much about the job situation on the podcast, to be fair. Uh, I don't think so. I think I was very much running away from this. Um, uh, yeah, Actually, you know. Barry was in a losers leave town match, uh, but he won and now he's got an ironclad contract. So that's it. That's it. And, and the authority can't do anything about it. Yeah. I was in a, a, a unique situation where I kind of either had to kind of get this or I was out of a job. Basically. Uh, it was a very silly situation if you ask me, but, uh, got it sorted. Uh, so that's good. Uh, so, you know, uh, don't have to, don't have to go on a job hunt, which is always painful. Don't have to go through the process of like re-signing on, which is always painful. Um, and all that, so yeah, we can we can keep the good times rolling here on this podcast. Uh, and so now I'm 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 feeling good, and I'm counting down the days back to OTT this weekend. I haven't been in ages, um, so it's a it's, it's a good old time. And that's really it for me for life golf. I mean, because my my last week and a half since since we did the last year was very much wrapped up in that uh, preparing for it and whatnot. The job situation, mm-hmm. having an interview last week and what have you. So uh, yeah. What about you, gents? What's going on in your life other than all the wrestling stuff? Ooh, well, I was didn't get up too much over the weekend because I've been a little bit ill. Oh no! Uh, still, still ill today. Still the best still week the... ever. Um. Well, after Barry's job news, yeah, okay. that kind of you know, obviously looking out for my man, B lad. Um. Yeah. So that's that's part of Joe's best week ever, part three. Yeah. Um. However, I did. Uh, actually, I went into work this morning, but then by lunchtime, I was just like, no, I need to go home. I'm too ill. Um, which I think is the first time I've ever done that. Right. I haven't actually had a sick day since 2015. Um, 
it's like I just I don't know I, I don't often get that sick and when I do I, I like to soldier on and pretend that I'm a tough guy um, but no, today I was just like no if I if I don't go home now I'll just end up being sick like all week instead of recovering quickly so I thought it was the best thing to do so I've just been sat at home watching wrestling all afternoon which is good nice. um, and the thing is I've eaten I, because I was sick I was like well better eat some junk food cheer myself up um, so I've now got a stomach ache from eating too much junk food as well as having a cold. So that's the only you problem. Do, you, you do it to yourself with the food. You do it to <coughs> yourself. Yeah, but yeah, self-inflicted wounds. Yeah. Although I think I talked only a few weeks ago on the podcast about how um, the Big Mac is the thing I most regularly have that I instantly feel bad about afterwards. And sure enough, yeah. yesterday... I went and got a Big Mac for lunch for Ooh, no reason. Oh no, oh no. Straight away regretted it. So who am I to judge? Who am I yeah. to judge? Uh, Paul, what's going on in the world of, of the Griff? Oh, so, so many things. A um, couple of announcements to make. Okay. Ooh. First of all, I have an apology to make. Okay. I direct your attention to twitter.com slash chairshotpod where... We ran a poll during the week. Is at the Barry Lad cool? Uh, the, mm. the the tallies are in. Mm. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Is Barry Lad going to do a drum roll? <laughs> Is Barry Lad cool? Sixty-two percent of people say yes. Barry is cool. And- I believe that is roughly the same percentage by which gay marriage came into Ireland two years ago. So that is that is same. officially that same is officially people. the <laughs> as, as, uh, that is uh, basically the woke percentage. Um, uh, so so that's that's comes to my strength. So so that's fine, Paul. Y- your apology is accepted. Um, um, I don't know if if Nat wants to apologize for saying that I think I'm cool. Uh, I'll speak to her about that at a, at a later that's date. That's still true. Hang on! I did not take that poll for the record. I did not vote. I did not. I did not uh, uh, say that I'm cool. I merely, uh, you know, I let the people decide. Uh, well, so I will say that. I actually, by the way, I actually very deliberately did not RT it because I knew that the answers would be negative. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, you know what? I did. Vote. I, I have I a follow-up email enough. from Michael. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, about that so when we get to the email saying i haven't read it yet but i i know it's that's the subject yeah like um, the gay marriage referendum i voted no i, I know you you cut out there a little bit so i didn't quite hear what you said but maybe oh. that was for the best i assume it was some awful homophobic slur like last week oh yes yeah i thought that's a, i was wondering what you were going to apologize for there was a bevy of things i didn't uh, make any slurs I, I, I think I think I mean Paul has a real full time job with this podcast because he has to edit out all his like slurs and and uh, defaming comments and uh, yeah. you know yeah. uh, uh, things of that nature. But uh, other other than humbling yourself before me, uh, uh, what 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 have you been doing this week? Uh, well, I have a second humbling uh, to do. Um, no, uh, we have a guinea pig announcement. We. Um, we mentioned last week that we had the guinea pig, which was going to have its eye removed. If you remember that barnstormer of a podcast. Ugh, um, so we did. I, I notified you guys about this on Twitter already, but we did go ahead and uh, name it Fluffy, as we had discussed in the podcast. 
Hell yeah. Another, so, another win for Barry. Another win for Barry. Two out of ten. <coughs> um, now, we did have a hell of a week when it comes to pets. Um, I'm not sure when the week started exactly, so I probably covered some of this last week. But we had Guinea, who was one of our original Guinea pigs, was very sick and had to go to the vet for like three or four days. Um... And then we had one of the rats had what's called an abscess where they ba- imagine if you had like a, a a 20 centimeter pus blister on your stomach. Oh boy. Uh, and that burst. So he just has like a big open wound on him now. Um, oh, good. So Barry, you saw annihilation. Remember when you could, oh, see, no. in that, remember you could see in that man's tummy is basically that. <laughs> oh, and then, and then, and then we, we had Fluffy who had the eye taken out. Um, okay, that is okay. That's so fucking creepy, and the universe has aligned in such an odd way because my dog Fluffy has one eye. Well, that's that's the whole thing, isn't it? We na- we we named it, we mentioned last week that your dog had the one eye, so that's why we named our one Fluffy. Uh, okay, that was the, that was all cut out. But I, I, was I was I aware of that already, and I just forgot? Yes, yeah. we talked about that last week. You fucking oh, idiot. But- that cut that out then pretend I said a swear word there and cut that out <laughs> oh baby that racism was a little bit too hot to handle we're just uh, gonna cut that out and uh, uh okay the, the, following, the following guinea pigs are gay um, anyway. Yeah. Any um, other updates, Paul? <laughs> um, right, before I go out, I'm thinking... Let me just t- t- test something real fast here. Go on. Because I can hear you guys fine. You guys, for me, are not cutting in oh, or out. Oh, God, he's cutting out again. Oh, fucking hell. Well, you, you guys, for me, are not cutting in and out, so it must be something... Like a Skype setting or a microphone setting. We can't. We Paul. We can barely hear you. We're we're getting like dribs and drabs at a time, unfortunately. Mm. Okay, hang on. Okay. <laughs> let me let me try something here. Hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> I think I think it probably is. Uh. <laughs> Barry laughing like fucking Mr. Burns thinking about <laughs> breaking the legs of that Irishman. <laughs> oh god. Ah, there we go. Ah, good times, yes. Oh. Excellent. Oh, gosh. All right, give us a shout when you're good to go, Paul. Well, I, why can't I hear you guys just fine? Um, yeah, but we can't hear you. Yeah. Must be the microphone then. Should we just carry on and you don't talk much? What? <laughs> just... <laughs> Just speak very quickly in short bursts. God almighty. 
Robot. WrestleMania in two weeks. Ah, God. Oh, God. Ah, yeah. Well, it's fine when we can hear you, but it's just a bit random. Should we, should we struggle on and see if it... We'll, we'll struggle on. If it, if, it, if it stays on like this, I don't think we can keep going, but we'll see if it levels out. Um, go on. Okay. okay. What? I don't understand what he's saying. <laughs> Is this Morse code? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can hear you. You can just talk. It's just okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's jump in here uh, uh, to a little bit of movie golf. We're gonna switch things up here. Start with the movies. I saw brand new motion picture out in the last few weeks. A little a little intellectual property you may have heard of called Tomb Raider. All right. Ooh. Uh, starring Alicia Vikander, I think. Is that how you pronounce yeah. that? Yeah. Um, who's very good in it. Um, it is the best video game movie I've ever seen, which is a low bar, obviously. Wow. It's better than Mortal Kombat, which isn't really that good. People act like that movie is great, but it's, it's not that good. Um... It's better than... I can't even really think of any other ones that were especially good to compare it to. Um, I thought it was a solid summer action movie. I thought mm. it was fairly unoriginal. It's doing it, it, it's tropey, but it's uh, got good performances. It's decently written. Uh, it has some spotty CGI, but in general, the action I thought was pretty fun. Uh, I thought it was thoroughly watchable. So... So that's the um, so that that's where we're at with the video game movies. Obviously, that's like I mentioned, extremely low bar. But on, and and I wouldn't say that this is something you have to go out of your way to see. But if you were curious based on like fandom for the name and fandom for the brand, mm. uh, absolutely, yeah, give it a watch. You know, it was the uh, candor is really great. Uh, uh, there's a scene where she's practicing MMA in it, and she has more abs than Finn Balor. Um, uh, she's Jack's brother. Um, which is great. <laughs> uh, and yeah. Sounds great. You know, I've never had... Yeah. Oh, we can hear you too much now. Yeah, now we can hear... Now we've got too much, Paul. <laughs> now we won't uh, shut up. Now we Shut up over there. It's <laughs> 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 the worst show ever. Um... Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, Tomb Raider was good. Sounds alright. I mean, I've never, I've never played a Tomb Raider game or seen any of the films. Oh, wow! It's mental. Um, I should um. The old, the old games don't hold up um, at all. Yeah. and they yeah. weren't even that good to begin with. Yeah. Uh, if you, they're they're always on sale. If you wanted to get. 
the 2013 game, which is the reboot, which is what this mm-hmm. film is based on. That's another surprising thing. Usually movies like this are shite, but they kind of pander in the right ways. This yeah. one is pretty decent, and it still has tons of fan service. It's a pretty damn close recreation of the 2013 game, which is basically when the Tomb Raider game started to get really good. Yeah. Um, if you want to check that out, it's old enough that you, you could probably run on a, on a moderate uh, a PC, and it's always on sale. Yeah. It's good. It's really fun. I, I, I um, after watching this movie, it kind of got me in the mood. I started playing the sequel to it again. Um, I just restarted it. Uh, yeah, it's good. You know, they're they're fun games, and and um, uh, uh and, and those those are really fun. The old ones, the old ones, not so much. You know. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, tell us more, Paul. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think your I think your issue is fixed. Yeah, we can hear you the whole way through my lovely Tomb Raider review. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, God, it's anyway. WrestleMania season, people. We're bringing <laughs> we're bringing that A game. <laughs> uh, we wouldn't even get in the pre-show at this rate. The greatest chair shop podcast. Why Saudi Arabia? Um, no women are allowed to listen. <laughs> <I'll be honest. laughs> oh, sorry, that's what makes it the greatest ever. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't approve of that. Oh, uh, sexist. That's a shame. Yeah, he's to- he's taking it down a little bit. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I, I got that, uh, and also I rewatched uh, Ingrid Goes West, which I talked about there, sort of late twenty seventeen. Uh, great film. Uh, right. Here's a first world problem. Couldn't get this movie on Blu-ray for love nor money, right? I had to mm. buy it on DVD, like some kind of... I don't know what kind of person only watches things on DVD. But it's, it, it turns out it just straight up wasn't released in this region on Blu-ray. Um, and I don't have any kind of region-free uh, devices. So I had yeah. to kind of make do. Bummer. But I watched it with my girlfriend. She liked it. She didn't like it as much as me because she thought it was really weird. It is really weird. But I, I really... Really enjoyed it more on a rewatch. That's good. Um, yeah, so that's all I saw this week. Paul, are these your movies here on the list? Do you want to talk about what you saw? Oh, all right. Uh, one, one of them. One of them's mine. One of them is uh, Christine, uh, which is a film all about a newsreader in the seventies who uh, committed suicide live on air. Um. So you kind of, they don't hide the premise going in. It's not like a big twist at the end or anything. I think you kind of, you, you know what to expect. Um, and then it's it's kind of an examination of her sort of mindset and, and life in the build up to the act. Um, yeah. so it's quite it's quite an interesting film. Um, it's not, you know, it's not full of twists and turns because you kind of know what's happening. It's more of a character study, but it, it's quite a, an interesting portrayal of the character and of the kind of, uh environment at the time so she's quite an ambitious sort of newsreader working at a small town like a uh, news station and, and very ambitious and wants to make it to one of the kind of big markets uh, and she faces a lot of kind of sexism uh it also touches on the sort of changing role of the media and how the editor wants you know if it if it bleeds it leads type stories and how everything has to be sensationalized and she's trying to make kind of real you know real news and talk to real people and that kind of thing so there's a 
conflict there and uh it's quite an interesting film i mean it's you know not a not a relaxing saturday night date movie but yeah an interesting one to to watch to check out so i'll give, I'll give yeah. that a thumbs up it sounds from the premise it sounds a little bit like a film uh, i like called anchorman 2 <laughs> which is which very much about very much about the um the changing face of the media and 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 whatnot yeah. and 24-hour news and a lot of the stuff but yeah. um uh, but yeah, no, sounds good. I, I've never heard of that before. Good. What what year movie is that? What year is that? Uh, that's that's recent. I think it came out last year. So, so check yeah, that out. A good one. Sounds good. Uh, let me see here. You watch any telly this week? I've watched no telly. Um, Can we talk about a movie real fast? Oh, go on go, quick. Yeah, go on. Go on. Yeah. Hello. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Okay, I'm calling in now via phone, like Dave Meltzer does. Hi, hi Dave. Hi. Uh, caller, yes, you're on the air as uh, Chairshot Podcast. You're on with Barry and Joe. What's up? <laughs> um, right, I watched a movie. Off, I watched a movie last week. Wait, this is mm, very mean. Uh, I watched a movie last week called It's Such a Beautiful Day, which I talked about for like a sentence. And then Spuddy, a friend of ours, was saying, oh, he's happy he tuned in so I could talk, listen to me talk about it. And I didn't really even talk about it. So I'm going to do that now. Talk about why it's a good movie and why you should go watch it. So It's a Beautiful Day, right, is a movie by a man called Don Hertzfeld, who is a weird, arty-farty animation man, right? And he does movies with little stick figures in him. Uh, really good one called World of Tomorrow, which is probably his best one, to be fair. Uh, and also very recently he brought out a sequel to World of Tomorrow called World of Tomorrow 2, which I think... Uh, has some 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 Back to the Future esque ideas in it. I think Joe would like World of Tomorrow, oh. um, particularly. It's worth a little look. It's only what twenty minutes long as well, so very very good. Um, and it's such a beautiful day. Was a film which was made up of what were originally three animated shorts combined into one one hour long film, um, which I quite liked, but um, maybe not as much as World of Tomorrow. I think it's kind of like you know, with wrestling, for example, the golden period of wrestling in your mind is kind of always when you start watching it. Yeah. So for mm. kids around, kids who are around today are like, God, remember 2009 back in the day? <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. That's true. And um, I kind of feel like when I the first one I saw is always going to be my favorite one. So I was forever comparing this with uh world's tomorrow and i just don't think it's as clever or or as uh funny um it's just very kind of i hate to use the term random because you know you have people oh my god i'm so random um but the movie is very random it's just kind of very deadpan and matter of fact of uh, about this main character bill who's just a guy who goes through life and has these kind of mundane experiences that over time get kind of wackier and wackier and it involves other characters but it's definitely like something that you have to commit to and have to kind of concentrate on because it is that that weird and it is that kind of high intellect kind of movie it's it, it's it's definitely an acquired taste but whereas world of tomorrow i think is a lot more accessible and a lot more funny um Nevertheless, I liked. Uh, uh, I, I I bought it on Blu-ray when World of Tomorrow came out. Uh, Don Hertzfeld released himself. Uh, I think he did like a Kickstarter, or it might have been 
think it was Kickstarter, um, that you could get uh, It's Such a Beautiful Day and The First World of Tomorrow and some of his other shorts on Blu-ray. So I, uh, unfortunately, unlike some people on the, on the forum, I didn't uh, commit to the Kickstarter. I was one of the people who jumped on the bandwagon afterwards and said, give me one of them Blu-rays mm-hmm. you have left over, please. Thanks very yeah. much. Um, <laughs> so I was watching that last week and uh, very much enjoyed it. But like I said, w- World of Tomorrow tells a story of this woman who who travels back in time to meet her childhood self to tell her about the the world of tomorrow, whereas this one, like I said, is the the story is not quite as interesting, but um, like Wes Anderson uh, films, the earlier ones aren't necessarily the best ones. It's the later films that kind of get a little bit more creative and a little bit more fun. Um, and I wanted to say one more thing about the uh, the guinea pig situation. By the way, before my computer shy itself on the air um is uh these uh vet bills are obviously very very expensive right and uh natty is doing um a raffle to kind of uh raise funds to to help pay for these vet bills um which is she's given away like pet she natty for those who don't know makes like pet beds and stuff like that just like handmade so she's doing a little raffle there um now i I doubt that a lot of our listeners are going to be interested in raffles and stuff like that however um i did put up on the chairshotpodcast.com homepage uh, a donate button in the top left hand corner just go to chairshotpodcast.com you'll see donate in the top top left hand corner and uh if anybody does want to contribute you you don't get anything um it's not like you know subscribe to our patreon and get a free behind the scenes look you don't get any benefits to be honest but uh like i said the the vet bills were very expensive and uh, if anybody does want to contribute uh, and help us out we've been doing this podcast for eight years never asked for any money never you know did any of that but if anybody worth any go to go to chairshotpodcast.com click on donate and well you know if anybody can give a dollar two dollars that would be appreciated don't do it for us do it for the guinea pigs yeah, do it, do it for the little lads. Because, to be honest, you know, I got promoted last week. Paul got a new job a few weeks ago. Barry's got his ironclad contract. We're basically rolling in it. So, we're fine. Oh. What about the guinea pigs, lads? Come on. This is like comic <laughs> relief where you get the celebrities the little, going. Look, little one-eyed guinea pig. But, yeah, look, come on. I'm in Africa. But what about the guinea pigs, lads? Come on. Yeah. For just five pounds and all that. Uh, uh. There you go. Just wanted to throw that out there. Um, if you do, if you do want to do uh, take part in the raffle uh, and potentially win something, do you have a, a website, a link for that yet? Um, no. Not yet. I'll tweet it out. I'll tweet it out. Okay, over the next few days. Yeah. That's it. Perfect. Okay. Telly Goff. Telly Goff. What do you see, Paul? Uh, well, I've been finally kind of took the chance to catch up on some tv this week in, in the absence then of watching movies um i watched uh, all the available episodes of robot chicken that i hadn't watched and robot chicken's a show that i've been kind of down on lately as kind of i feel like you know like the simpsons and like family guy it kind of reached its its uh nadir in terms of its like novelty value and kind of how much i enjoy it um but the last few episodes I thought were quite good, to be fair. Um, so it's had a little bit of a renaissance. 
Um, but I don't think I'll ever get back to the stage where, like, early season one, two, where, like, the novelty of seeing your your childhood toys in stop motion in a comedy show is, like, something that, at, at the time, when I was, like, 17, 18, was super, super appealing. Uh, and now, nine seasons later, I, I am kind of becoming a little bit jaded by it. But it's only 10 minutes long. It's not a huge... Um, you know, burden to keep watching or to go out of my way to watch it. And yeah, the last few episodes were fairly enjoyable. Um, I've also been watching Avatar The Last Airbender with Natty. We're coming to the end of season one. And um, yeah, that's a show that I'm also enjoying a little bit more than maybe I was early on. Um, I still feel like uh, what I'm most interested in is the world building and kind of that's one thing that the show is very good at. Uh, but also, it's not super deep. I guess I'm hoping that it will yeah. get deeper and deeper as the season. But you know, ultimately, it's it's a you know it's a kids' TV show, so I'm, it's not going to be like you know, uh, Boardwalk Empire in terms of like character depth and stuff. But uh, Paul's finally had a revelation on this podcast. <laughs> the, what the kids' TV is not HBO. That's right. Um, but I'm enjoying it a lot, and again, it's 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 short, so it's a lot easier to watch. I remember when I used to watch Boardwalk Empire. Or, or maybe a better example would be with Game of Thrones, where it's like, all right, time to sit down and watch Game of Thrones. It's an hour and five minutes long, this one episode. Oh, no. Whereas, you know, 20, 21 minutes, I can do. Yeah, less, less, you know, less throat slashing as well. Less throat slashing, but also zero titties uh, and new bum-bums in it. No, yeah. Yeah, but to be so, fair, I mean, there's 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 uh, bombs in Game of Thrones, but it's always like a woman with a sword held to her going, "Yeah, give me that ass, you cunt." And then, <laughs> in, in, and then in, in Warwick Empire, there is also bombs, but a lot of them are stupid Tammies. So. <laughs> yeah, and there's that one uh, pretty lady who gets her face uh, slashed. So HBO got some stuff going on, you know, they got some psychological problems over there. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't watch any telly this myself. Uh, we can jump in, I guess. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Go, go on. Um, go on. So I finally. Um, oh, I can hear myself. What's going on? Um, I finally decided to um, properly watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I know I'm oh, yes. a good decade behind, but. Um, this is one of those. I started watching it when it first came out. I watched the first two seasons and then just kind of drifted away from it. And then it went on for another decade. And I thought, well, no point catching up now. Um, but I've sort of run out of other things to watch. I was like, God damn it, I just need to watch it. So I've um, burned through the first couple of seasons and over the weekend. And I'm going to catch up. I'm going to catch all the way up to the, the modern day and, and see what Danny DeVito's been up to with all the lads. So, uh, yeah, it's, good. it's a good show. It's a good show. I knew it was a good show. It's just... Yeah. Um, yeah, so more, more to come on that in the next couple of months. Good stuff. Yeah, good show. Um, alrighty, that's Telly Guff. We can bump into the uh, video game Guff here. Uh, played a bit more Burnout Paradise. Talked about that um, last time we did a show. Still enjoying that. Um, I had I uh, I had a bit of a technical issue with Yakuza Kiwami that I'm playing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it crashed on me, which was a pain. Uh, but you know, what happens? You know, it happens. PS4 game, pretty crash every now and then. 
but because of the game's goofy save system, I lost like two hours of progress. Um, and I don't think I'm going to play any more of it because I'm like, ah, I don't feel like I don't feel like replaying it. I, I was kind of I was a bit middling on it after thinking Yakuza Zero was the best game I played last year. Kiwami felt a, a little too close to it, and then when that happened, I was like, all right. I, you know, this is this is my this is my sign from the heavens to, to put this to one side. So, so I, I put that aside, and I mentioned there during a, a movie golf, I did restart Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is the uh, second game in the new the new generation of games. I started it last year uh, before Horizon came out. Then Horizon came out and completely sidelined me. So when I got in the mood to play it again, I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll just restart it, because I was only a couple hours in anyway, so... Uh, but yeah, it's good, those games are good, as as we know, there's a sequel coming later this year that was just announced this week, so hopefully I'll get to that. Um, and the only new thing I played was A Way Out, which came out last week, uh, and that is the co-op uh, prison escape game. Uh, it's a, a, a mandatory co-op game, you can't play it on your own, you have to play it on your couch with your buddy, or you got to go online and get someone to play it with you. Uh, you cannot play it on your own. Uh, so that's that's the hook, and it's kind of a third-person adventure game where you're trying to break out of prison. It's pretty cool. Um, the writing and all that's fairly straightforward. Nothing nothing remarkable, but the the various fun little mini games you're playing where you're like uh, trying to tunnel it. Very very uh, uh, great escape aspects of it. Some, some classic prison movie tropes in there as well um uh you know you're you're stealing tools to tunnel out of your uh prison cell you're you're using the the two-player mechanic to stash items with a friend when you're being searched by cops so it's pretty fun um I, i'm enjoying it quite a bit but uh, i'm just a few hours in but uh, yeah so that's fun i'm not really playing much else at the moment what about you paul what are you up to um, I played uh, a little bit of the Zelda Breath of the Wild DLC, which I had purchased quite a while ago, but never actually got around to playing. Um, and I kind of had heard it a lot, but I was still kind of overwhelmed by the fact that, you know, there's that functionality called like Path of the Champion, where you can see everywhere in the game you you went already. Like on the on your map, it shows you literally the path you you've kind of walked around. Um, it's crazy how much of the map you just never go to. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's funny because you can see in, I was going to say in real time, obviously it's not in real time because I've played a hundred hours of it, but um, you can see in a little kind of fast forward mode, your little man running around the map. Like you can see on the map screen, the little icon. And then every time you die, it goes like, ah, and you get like a red X. Um so that was quite funny, um, and yeah, I dipped into a few. You get because I've I've both DLC packs. Um, you get quite a lot of like side quests to find special, uh, you know, costumes that are all you know, if not all of them, mostly referential to old Zelda games. And I'm actually quite enjoying that as a kind of quest mechanic because although it's very simple, it's like. You have like a clue. Go to this place, and or they say like, "Go to the woodland stables, and there'll be a book." And you <laughs> find the book on the table, and then the book is like, "the the item ye seek be in the place where merchants gathered, where you in in the shadow of the lake or something." And you have to kind of go, 
hmm, where can that be? And then it's just kind of like, you know, again, the, the joy of exploration. It's kind of trying to work out what the clue is actually, where it's trying to point you, and then going there and trying to find the treasure chest. It kind of sounds way more um, boring or way more um, frustrating than it actually is. It's actually quite fun trying to kind of run around these areas and find the, the treasure chest you're looking for. Uh, it took me far too long as well, because I've, I've been away from Zelda to, to, uh, for me to remember to turn my sensor to treasure chests, which makes it a hell of a lot easier. Mm. I was literally running around this this 20 meter by 20 meter area going crazy, where I was like, oh, wait a minute, I can just put on a sensor and it beeps when I'm near a treasure chest. That made it a little bit more easy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, quite enjoying that. It's, uh, it's very simple, like I said. Um, you know, it's like a little hide and seek mini game essentially, which which I'm I'm quite enjoying. I found four or five little items that are quite cool, but I haven't yet started the um the cave the cave of trials or whatever it is, the kind of you know uh the endurance test or the gaunt the gauntlet test. I haven't, I haven't done that yet. And uh I haven't started the uh whatever the second one is, the the story. Uh, DLC, which apparently isn't very story-based at all. It's just kind of more um, shrines and stuff. I haven't started any of that yet, but I've been I mean, enjoying getting back to Zelda. I was, I, I was um, amazed by how much I've kind of moved on from it to the point where I couldn't remember the controls as well. Um, I jumped off the edge of this big cliff, and I was like, well, I'll just glide my way slowly down. Uh, y is the button for gliding, obviously. And, uh, of course, that did nothing, and then I started and did like a power slash down to my death. Um, so I had to learn how to play again. Um, I still haven't figured out how to, how to uh, Z target, or if it's possible in this game, like how to target an enemy. I cannot figure it out for the life of me. But, what do you um, mean? It's like, it's like L... left trigger, isn't it? Is it? I, 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 is it? I'm getting conflicting information. I don't know how to do it, so I've just been manually running around and chopping at things. Um, whichever whichever one is aim the bow, it's the other one, the left-hand side. Okay. I uh, shall try I, that again. I, I haven't even finished the main game, and I know that. <laughs> well, I haven't played it in seven months or something. And I've been playing uh, very similar games, like Assassin's Creed and Horizon DLC and stuff like that. Oh, so, God, I'm still haven't. Still haven't finished goddamn fucking Creed. Assassin's Creed is good. You really want to get on that. I, I finished the, the, the first DLC. I see sec- the second DLC is out now. I have that on my my um, PSN uh, um, sh- what's it called? Shopping Charlie thing? Yeah. What's, what's that called? <laughs> the card. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. I have that in my card, ready for uh, for payday purchase, and I will be getting. I'll be getting that in the South Park story DLC, which is out now as well. The uh, Castle yeah. Beneath. Um, lots, lots of stuff coming out soon. Lots of stuff out, and Far Cry Five, of course, out today. To uh, I would say, generally quite positive reviews. So yeah, I, I, into Far- I've never played a Far Cry game, so this might be, might be my. Uh, my dipping in point, same as with uh, Assassin's Creed. I don't know. I, I don't know if this is the one. Should have, should have got in sooner. You should have got in three. If you played three when it came out, that was the most mind blowing shit imaginable. 
Well, I can still go back and play three. I've never played a Far Cry game. So. Well, if you have your PS3 hooked up, you can. Yeah. Well, I do. Oh, do you? Oh, good. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, this one. This one looks good. I'm gonna get it. I I loved the last two. Um, yeah, that's that's coming out. Um, uh, then Yakuza and God of War are like three weeks away. Um, God of War, I'm not. I'm not interested because I've never played a God of War game, and unlike Far Cry, I don't know that that's a kind of game that I'm really that interested in. I know that you played well all the God of Wars, have you? Uh, except for the, the the like the, the Vita one or the yeah I I haven't played any of the weird spinoffs but yeah I played the main three I love them the first one is like one of my favorites of all time this one just looks okay. completely different like it looks barely even it's barely even recognizable but I'm I'm interested in it I haven't pre-ordered it or anything I'm curious about it but I'm not like uh, super excited for it but yeah um, so yeah I'm gonna keep kind of uh, plugging away at Tomb Raider for now and and get to fire I, I actually ordered a <laughs> A physical copy of Far Cry. Ooh, hello. Uh, just because it is seventy euro on PSN, and I was like, "No, thank you." It's like I can save fifteen quid by getting it on Amazon and just getting the free delivery option. Uh, Get it Smiths for fifty euro, baby. Yeah, just like like I'm not pay- paying these extortionate rates, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so lots to be playing. Uh, and I think that's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, also I, the, I, I, uh, yeah. What? The last episode of Batman and Me Within, I think, is out tomorrow. So I probably will pick that up as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Coming to its thrilling conclusion. Uh, uh, all right. We can jump into emails here. I have some emails. First one from Michael. He says hi, Paul. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I do actually think Barry is cool, but not in your typical James Dean or Miles Davis thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of think of myself I'm as I'm thinking James more of Bill Gates kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, Barry is cool like a sunglasses emoji is cool. Uh, while, this might, <laughs> while this may sound like a slam, I mean it in a completely complimentary way. The sunglasses emoji projects coolness with an undertone of self-realization and irony, much like Barry does. Perhaps that is why I projected the question at him in the first place, but it was also to stir shit. Needless to say, I enjoyed the results. You lads are always good for laugh. P.S. I know I am not cool. Plus, as a da, there is no chance in hell it will ever happen. Oh, bless you, Michael. Uh, let me see here. Uh, next one is also from Michael. He says, uh, hi, Barry, your Roman Reigns slam tweet got a lot of heat this past week. Does this rank up there with your most RT liked and added tweets? What is your biggest tweet? Uh, are you proud of it? Thanks. Uh, yes, I was getting roasted from all corners of the internet this week. Uh, first of all, on my own, my own podcast where my coolness was being challenged. Um, but I... <laughs> I just tweeted out a picture of Roman Reigns when he was crying at Survivor Series after losing to Sheamus, uh, staring up at the ceiling with, uh, with tears in his eyes. And I just put the caption, when you're starting to get crowd support and Daniel Bryan gets cleared. And I think it's just under a thousand RTs at the moment, but it is easily the most quote tweet and aggressively added I've been as a result of a tweet, I got people. First of all, the first people who came for me were the Roman Reigns fans who gave me all their eye roll emojis, like, y'all gotta make it about Roman. You can't just be happy about Brian. 
shaking my head, shaking my head, shaking my head. They just type SMH over and over again. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't. I try to stop. <laughs> Do you run those accounts as well? I, I don't run those accounts, and they, they sicken me. And so all those people came for me. And then all the people who, all the other arseholes who were like, um, Robin's not over, so I don't even know what crowd support you're talking about. They Then they came for me. Oh my god, it was hellish. But, uh, yeah, that you know what I was thinking about the other day, by the way? Go on. I think it might have come up with my time pop. I think that's why I think I was thinking about it. Um, and it's actually very appropriate to talk about it now, since how how the revolution and so on went. But that, that time you wrote a blog about women's wrestling and how essentially what the, the women's evolution became was what they should do. And you were immediately being pegged on Twitter as like a sexist and look what this man wrote. I can't even remember this. What, do, I, remember what, this what? do you remember this, Joe? No. Oh, no. What, what, what was I saying? Sure? What, was the, what was the gist of what I was saying? I don't know. I, I don't remember exactly what was the content, but it was, it was that the the women that they had were you know, not essential, not really wrestlers, and that they had, you know, to to be taken seriously, would have to go in a different direction. Um, something to the extent, I'm not sure exactly what it was, but uh, yeah, you were get we tweeted it out, and you were getting hounded as look at this sexist pig and all this stuff. <laughs> I'm sure we talked about it in the podcast. We can find, find we probably did. I, I vague, I do vaguely recall this. Yeah, I vaguely recall this. Um. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, the, that, so that was not my most, uh, although to be fair, I once, I once wrote a review of Derek and, uh, someone posted that it shouldn't be taken seriously because I watch wrestling, which is totally fair. <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, so that was that was the most kind of a- a- aggravated replies I've ever had. Uh, the most successful, for lack of a better term, tweet I had was, um, uh, it was just a couple of months ago, Eurogamer posted a headline that said... Oh, I know this, I know this is, yeah. All, listen, all my most popular tweets, I don't even think they're that funny, it's like completely inexplicable, but Eurogamer posted a headline that said Nintendo announces Mario Tennis comma, dates Kirby, and I quoted it and said congratulations to Nintendo and Kirby. Uh, and that got like three and a half thousand retweets! <laughs> oh, God. For a dad joke. Oh god! Yeah, you, you're all right, Colin Moriarty. So yeah. Oh, get out of it! Get out of it! Uh, I ought to beat your ass. <laughs> anyway, uh, that are those are all my emails. Thank you, Michael, for your contributions. Uh, Paul, you got any? Uh, I've I've three emails, I think. What? But they're on, on my phone, which is connected to the computer yeah. in the other room, so I can't read them. So I'll save for, I'll save them for, next, save week. for next week. Okay, yeah. well, I've got a couple. Uh, my first one is from Michael, subject Bullock. He says, <laughs> hi, hi, Joe. Thank you for answering my email about Sandra Bullock. I think I, I asked it partly because <laughs> I recalled one time on CSP, you referred to the music artist Pitbull's head looking like a giant bollock. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, so that is why I internally chuckle whenever I see Pitbull or any bald person or Sandra Bullock. <laughs> um, to make this email a question, do you like broccoli? Um, thanks for that, Michael. Um, I don't mind broccoli. Uh, obviously, it's a vegetable, so you know it's like you're only going to enjoy it so much. Um, I think I was eating quite a lot of broccoli because apparently it's good for you, but I think it actually is one of those vegetables um, that gives me really bad gas. Because um, for the a while there, it more the kind you know when you look at that kind of pain in your stomach and it's oh, like oh bloatedness yeah the kind of yeah kind of bloatednessness and i do know that broccoli some people can't eat it because they can't sort of break it down properly mm. um break so i got I've, I've kind of <laughs> so i've given up the broccoli <laughs> okay and um that was actually the noise i was making a lot of the time as well now i've <laughs> given up the broccoli uh, and i haven't had any problems i think it, it is something i need to avoid so i do like broccoli michael Broccoli doesn't really like me. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, Rick, tell you what, tweet that one out, Barry. You get 40,000 fucking likes for that. <laughs> get up that one for free. Uh, dearie me. Um, yeah, so that was my email from Michael. I also have another one here from my good friend, Scott McAvoy. Shout out, Scott. Um, he says, good evening, Joe. I watched a show called Collateral last week, and while I really enjoyed it, it was only four episodes long. And since it was British, I wondered if that was a standard length for miniseries, miniseries shows over there, or if this was just an odd series. If you have seen it, I'd like to get your opinion on it. If you haven't, you should check it out. Um, so, yeah, you do get miniseries that are only kind of, you know, three, four episodes. It's not really a standard length for, for British shows. You know, if you get a sitcoms, it might be six episodes. You get miniseries that are like three or four. You do sometimes get stuff that's like 12 episodes rarely kind of more than that i would say you don't get 20 episode uh seasons here just probably because of the you know the cost of production um so yeah i did i watched the first episode of that but i didn't didn't get around to checking out the others but i might might revisit that and and watch it so it was you know pretty good show um he goes on to say you guys talked about mcdonald's and getting a big mac there and it reminded me of when i was dating a vegetarian and she would order a big mac and just tell them to hold the meat. <laughs> which, I thought, <laughs> which I thought was odd. But when you consider how little meat is on a Big Mac, I suppose it didn't lose much in the way of taste. Which is a very fair point. There is a lot of that, stuff that's going a on. That's for him to, to have said that she could hold his meat. But anyway. Um, oh, um, I suppose there is a lot of stuff going on in the Big Mac, other than the burgers. Because you've got the three buns and all the other salad and sauce. So... If you're going to take the meat out of a burger, do, do the Big Mac. Yeah. Um, he finishes by saying, what's the oddest special order you've ever seen someone place at a fast food place? I once watched a friend of mine who was a, a little on the absent-minded ask what place we were at, and when he was a Burger King, looked straight at the girl behind the counter and ordered a Big Mac. and didn't understand why she rolled her eyes and we rolled in laughter. Hope you had a good weekend, Scott. Well, thanks for that, Scott. Special orders in fast food places um i can't think of spring to mind i did i did go to a pizza place the other day with some friends while we were quite drunk and it's one of these you know it wasn't like a, a domino's or anything it was one of these trendy ones where you sit down and use a knife and fork <laughs> um so we ordered my, my, my friend just kept ordering a meat feast and obviously they didn't serve a meat feast in this italian you know pizza restaurant but i think <laughs> <laughs> uh, meat feast uh, yeah. 
in the end, they gave us you know, like a some chorizo pizza with extra meat on it or something, which was pretty good. Yeah, you lads, any any weird fast food orders? No, um, so. I've done the um, the Burger King McDonald's faux pas before. Oh, um, I've also got into oh, the. You, you haven't. You have. Well, you know, you haven't asked for a a, a Big Mac in a in a in a. Yeah, I, I, no, I've, I've asked for a Whopper in a McDonald's, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I've also gone to Burger King and forgot what the Whopper was called. Like, I couldn't remember what the Burger King was called. I'll have one flagship burger, please. <laughs> one big, um, dirty boy. Thank you. That's the problem when all these fast food places serve so similar things. You know, like McDonald's ha- had or have. Uh, an Oreo McFlurry and Burger King do their Oreo, whatever they call it, ice cream as well. Um, so I'm I, I'm pretty sure I've I've asked for a McFlurry in Burger King as well. But it's it's because they're so similar. It's, it's they're the same thing. It's it's kind of more. Why don't, why don't you stop being a slave to the branding and avoid this problem by just Give going in and asking? By yeah, go. Can I have an Oreo ice cream, please? That's what I do now, actually. Yeah, give me an Oreo McFlurry trademark. Give me one of those burgers, which are 0.25 of a pound, please. Ooh, and don't... Oh, hello, it. yes, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at WWE Access. I'm here to meet the monster, the monster among men, Braun Strowman, who's, who's famously said, come get these hands. <laughs> I have one of your uh, ooh, blue chippers, please. <laughs> anyway. It's a shame I don't have any emails. I mean, I do. Oh, yeah. That's all the emails. Email? Really? Do you have any questions that's you want to know about? i tell you what, I'll ask a question, okay? Because this is something that's been on my mind. Okay. <laughs> this email is from Paul Griffin. <laughs> and the email says, well, uh, Bone Jerry, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Bone Jerry, uh, if you could submit one theory to the Mythbusters. I don't know if the Mythbusters are still a thing. But if you could send in one thing for them to test out, what would it be? (laughs) Was Montreal a work? I'll tell you my one, okay? Go on, I think I've said this on the show before, but um, I've said it in real life certainly many times. I want to know if it's possible, right, that if a man, <laughs> so stupid, if a man has an erection, okay? Oh God! If wait, 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 this is if you karate chop it hard enough, can oh, you stop fuck. his heart? <laughs> can you what? Oh God! Oh, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, so man's heart by hitting the heart. I have <laughs> never, ever, ever heard that. <laughs> Why would it stop it's his awesome. heart? Bust that myth for me, please. I'll bust it for you right now. It makes no fucking sense. Why would you? Why would that happen? Because the blood in that. Oh, okay. Don't waste their time with your weird sex games. 
Um, uh, I, <laughs> I would want. Let me see. Uh, <laughs> I watched Pot Never Boils. I disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Three holes in a forest, mate. Does it make a Yes, actually, yes. Okay, how do you test that? Alright? How do you chop a tree down? So, just leave a little like, recorder there. This two afterwards. No, because that receives sound. <laughs> yeah, but no, it, but the point is, tree falls in forest and no one no is there. One. It doesn't say nothing, is there? <laughs> but <laughs> it obviously <laughs> will pick up on the sound then. Mm. Yeah, that oh, well, that's that. That's that myth busted. We've done that one, baby. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, all right. That's we should do is very cool again on it. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. That first has result. That been I'm already? not sure. I don't know if, if that was conclusive. Uh, mm. Yeah, a lot of words on it, and uh, <laughs> Although there was one guy who said that Barry was sound. Not, not really cool, though. I mean, sound and cool aren't, aren't uh, yeah. the same. They, they could be mutually exclusive, really. Yeah. They're anybody yeah. sound. There, there, there are lots of people I would say are sound that I wouldn't say are cool. Yeah. yeah I mean, not me and Joe. That's, we're, that's, we're, not, we're not wasting the Mythbusters time with this th- that. Because that's... Well, first, of all, first of all, they'll go, who the fuck is that? Like, no, no. Look at this tweet Mate. about Kirby that I did. Okay. What is there? Um, is the brown note real? Oh, that's a good one. Oh god. I'm fairly sure. I'm, I'm fairly sure it's not. But you know. Um, it's it's been around long enough that I, I'd want to know. So yeah, there's there's that. Thank, thanks for email, caller. You're welcome. Uh, do we want to move into the wrestling news? Yes, please. Okay, there right. was a shit ton of it. So the biggest story of the week is that one Mr. Daniel Bryan is officially cleared to wrestle again. He found out uh, he found out about this time last week, last Monday, and it was teased before SmackDown last week, uh, and then revealed on SmackDown. Uh, and I was dubious of that announcement, but um, uh, they did an angle on SmackDown where he was beating people up and taking bumps, and he took an apron power bomb of all things. Uh, seems like Maybe don't the- start with that. Yeah, I bet. But that was the funny thing about it. I bet that was the most excited a person's ever been to uh, 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 take an apron power bomb. I bet you he was delighted with it. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah I, I bet he goes, Kevin, really just fuck me up. Just, just. <laughs> I want you to basically. My, I want my back to miss the apron power bomb my head off it. Um, uh, One karate <laughs> chop would have stopped his heart. <laughs> you know what? His heart, yeah, it might do. Yeah, he's very frail. Um, but, uh, no, no, so, so, uh, and the power bomb was very safe. So, yeah, he's back. Obviously, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's been a very tumultuous few years for him. 
uh, and you know, people are a little bit divided. I'm I'm kind of happy for him to come back. My thought on this was that WWE obviously they had their reasons, they have legal obligations and whatnot. Uh, it would have been a very bad look if something happened to him, but. He's been saying for the entirety of the two years that every other doctor all over the world, or all over the country at the very least, uh, had been clearing him. And so, I mean, I saw some people, you know, talking about this who were like, oh, well, what? He's suddenly healed. That seems dodgy. It's like, it's not that he's suddenly healed. It's that WWE's doctor, specifically just their doctor, were the ones saying that they weren't going to clear him. Everyone else was of the opinion that, yeah, he had a concussion and yeah, he has neck problems, but like no more or less than most other wrestlers have, you know. Um, so, you know, obviously I think he's had a, a rough career. He's, he's bagged up, but I think he should be allowed to wrestle for the same way, you know, Dolph Ziggler's allowed to wrestle. You know what I mean? What are you, what are you, what are you, yeah, what are you lads make of this? <sighs> Yeah, it's one of those things, if he'd never retired in the first place, it's, it's the whole kind of fuss around his, his injuries has made people question it. But there's, to me, he's probably no more banged up than a lot of the guys who are you know wrestling every week. Um, so really, if, in context, what is the big deal? I mean, he has had time off to you know rest up, so to speak. I mean, I remember the reports at the time that he was feeling... Was it like numbness in his arms or something? Or am I thinking of someone yeah. else? But uh, maybe he's, he's had like two years off, essentially. Um, and I, I know it's a very, very different situation. Stop, sir. I, I kind of think of uh, Shawn Michaels when he had a uh, potentially career-ending back surgery in uh, uh, late 2000, I think it was. Yeah. And, um, and came back, you know, a couple of years later, better than ever. So, I mean, I, we, I think we, always, we, we have a soft spot for Daniel Bryan on this podcast anyway because his WWE career had kind of paralleled our podcast time-wise. Mm. And I remember we did, we did, the, uh, we did two uh, retirement specials for Daniel Bryan, which is something that we've not afforded to anyone else. Um, so I'm happy to have him back, to be honest. I mean... I wasn't particularly excited for WrestleMania, but with the prospect of him wrestling on it, I think it's suddenly an interesting show. How about John Cena versus Daniel Bryan versus The Undertaker? Triple threat match. Take Undertaker out of that. Have you seen, by the way, the, sorry to segue away from it, but the John Cena challenges the undertaker segments for the last two weeks no horrendous are these are these real segments or youtube yeah, yeah fan yeah. made ones and raw and raw i don't watch raw mate it was uh it was a really bad really bad okay i've struggled to make time for the for the john cena stuff amidst watching all the other raw highlights it's just i've yeah, I I mean, look, I've no interest in um, fucking Undertaker, so uh, so that's regardless of who he's facing or what the feud is, you know, it's hard to care. It's just like six years too late, basically, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All those years, you know, he Undertaker wrestled uh, Mark Henry, and he wrestled. Um, 
Triple H Triple three H, times. Triple H, well, Triple H three times WrestleMania. Uh, well, one of those was good, to be fair. Well, even um, 31 is the one that I always think of. I mean, I know the streak was over already that stage, but you had your John Cena-Rusev match and Undertaker oh. very well match. Oh, you're like, telling me. It, it could have done Undertaker-John Cena there, I think. Because that, that would have made sense. That. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dan Bryan back, I'm, I'm happy. Um, I mean, presumably with WrestleMania in what, a week and a half. Um, or, sorry, two closer to two weeks. Uh, we're going to get Shane McMahon and, and Dan Bryan against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Presumably that's what it's going to be. Um, which I think for Dan Bryan's return match is a little bit underwhelming. Oh, very much so. Yeah, it's uh, I liked I liked the angle on SmackDown, but the match is uh, not doing it for me. No, I think I think uh, I don't know. It just seems like the the return of Daryl Bryan should be a bigger a bigger deal than than this kind of thrown together you know sixth match from the top uh, tag yeah. match, which has no kind of. Uh, no, no lingering repercussions or, or real reason for it aside from. Yeah, know. now, now, now the the repercussion is Daniel Bryan. Basically, that's the that's yeah. why. It's I mean, the feud has been good. Don't get me wrong, the feud has been good, but that to be the match is a little bit, a bit low. So, I mean, where do we go from here? I mean, we had these uh, dream matches, quote unquote, that had been talked about for the last couple of years that. Uh, seemed impossible, but now could happen. Daniel Bryan, Aiden Styles, Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke Nakamura, Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar. Although to be honest, don't really want to see that one because um, Brock Lesnar is a shite now since Daniel Bryan uh, retired. Um, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, we already saw that. Yeah, I quite like to see that. Yeah. I think Roman Reigns is kind of. I'd like to see it again, except for the fact that it would continue. Read the tweet, Paul. Read the tweet. All right. Roman Reigns is sad that he's back. All right. (laughs) There's your storyline. Don't don't make me tap the tweet. (laughs) Oh, but uh, yeah, there's there's tons of matches. Yeah, where we go next is interesting. I'm assuming that like they'll probably do rematches of this. Through the summer months until they do a draft or whatever. Well, we we'll have to we we'll have to get a new um, general manager for SmackDown as well, presumably. Oh Jesus! Just have it be Shane, my God. Yeah, or even although Kurt Angle's wrestled a few matches and he's uh, he's still there. Although I, I imagine Dan Bryan's going to wrestle a lot more frequently than Kurt yeah. Angle was. Just just as an aside, uh, Kurt Angle, I watched uh, I watched every segment he was in from Raw this week. Yeah. He is horrendous. I don't know if he's back on the gimmicks oh, really? or, or what, but he is not lucid. He is rambling. He is like kind of depressing. Like he's really mm. bad. He's really bad. Uh, I, I quite like him in the. Uh, I quite like him in the segment where he's like, uh, Stephanie has a second contract as a WWE performer, and then he did. You know, it's going to be yeah. It's going to be Triple H, Stephanie gets around the rest. and me. It's not even. It's not even the the, the the segments with him and and Rousey Backstage are fine. Uh, 
the yeah, the the actual the segment segment ones where he's like talking to Alexa Bliss and making matches and making intercon like the 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 actual general manager stuff is the pit. It's terrible. He's really bad. Um, but uh, but yeah, Daniel Bryan's back. That is obviously a, a great great story, and he's uh that match that tag match isn't official yet, but uh, you you would imagine that's the direction. Go uh, listen to our go listen to our retirement podcasts. Um, and you could be all happy now that he's not retired. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, and uh, I didn't watch any other segments from SmackDown because I don't give a fuck. But uh, it, that ending angle <laughs> did uh, did make me uh, want to watch next week. Uh, so that's that's a, that's a that's a success. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, elsewhere in the news, this I thought this was going to be the biggest story until the Brian thing happened, but. A a uh, a friend and a confidant of of one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. What's his name? Ebersol, is it? Dick Ebersol. Yeah, he directed the Thirty for Thirty documentary about the XFL, the acclaimed documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he announced this week that he is making a football league. Get a lot of this, folks. A football league that's going to be a little different. From the NFL, right? They're going to do. They're going to. The, the, he found himself asking, "Where's my football?" Right, and decided he's going to put on a little show uh, in between the NFL season, uh, not dissimilar to a little concept you might have heard of called the XFL. Mm. And this is all very funny and all very hilarious. I've not heard anything about this. I'm hearing this for the first time. Oh my goodness! He announced it on uh, ESPN. Broke this big story. Uh, it has. Money from one Peter Thiel involved the big dog, and also uh, one of the co-funders of Barstool Sports. So there are there are big there are big bad booty daddies backing this financially, and the real kick in the pants for Vince McMahon. I mean the 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 general existence of this is a kick in the pants for Vince McMahon. The real kicker, they have a television deal already. They've signed with C- uh, CBS TV. Uh, and I can't remember what the estimated date was, but much. I think it's 2019. So they have a deal, and they're going to air before XFL is is speculated to air. Um, um, so uh, unfortunately, the Daniel Bryan news kind of hijacked the the news cycle for the for the remainder of the week. But I would have loved to have been in a room with Vince McMahon when this when this story broke. Because he has been he has been outscooped basically on his in, admittedly shitty idea that I, I think it's going to fail regardless. I don't I don't I don't think either of these leagues is going to be a success. Mm. But you know what? Even even if this other league fails, I think he's going to be extremely annoyed that someone else came along and did it for him. Um, it's called the like fucking we. It's something like the American Alliance of Football or yeah. some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. United Alliance of America, or so it's a really cheesy oh, name. I was gonna say, the, the American the, uh, Alliance of Football, yeah, would be what? AF. Who, who's an alliance between exactly? Anyway. Uh, all the football teams. Oh, the, the lads who play in the football. Oh, got it. Yeah, okay. Sounds great, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like like they they put out they put out a like a, a statement, and they had so much of the similar verbiage of the XFL. Like it really is, 
it really just comes across as the XFL, but with more planning. Like, remember that Vince call where he was like, oh, we don't know about this, and we don't know about TV, and, yeah. you know, it's like, they've got their shit together, so it's fucking hilarious. It's like, I always watch, enjoy watching Vince McMahon get screwed over like this. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm wondering, I'm wondering if we're going to see a, uh, a follow-up announcement about the XFL in response to this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like you know, uh, it's if he's is he going to panic and put it on the WWE network and say we're launching in November? You know, oh, we're going to have wrestlers. Going to pick football. It's going to be wrestlers. Uh, for, forget that no criminal law. It's now exclusively criminals. <laughs> <laughs> the extra fun league, the extra legal league. Oh God. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so that the XFL is uh, uh, in question. Uh, Paul, did you watch The Week in WWE? So other, other than the Raw highlights, of which I have no memory, and the SmackDown stuff of Brian, that's my WWE intake this week. I'm a week behind on 205 Live, um, although I did watch the Cedric Alexander... Oh, who the fuck did he face? The quali- He got into the finals of this Cruiserweight tournament, and I can't remember who he beat. Roderick Strong, Roderick Strong. That match was fucking great. Holy shit. Um, so yeah, I, I gotta catch up. I'm re- I'm really enjoying that two or five tournament. Uh, it's it's great stuff at the moment. Um, but yeah, Paul, why don't you take us through? The- <laughs> Sorry, Barry. Why was <laughs> Roderick Strong? Yeah, he was on wrestling, wasn't he? <laughs> what are you giggling at? Sorry, the, the phone that I'm using. I'm using Natty's phone, right? Yeah. And it was just vibrating uncontrollably for like a minute straight. And she's like, give it to me so I can <laughs> disable it. And it just came my brain. And she's trying to disable it. And it's just frozen. <laughs> and it won't. <laughs> like, to talk to me. Whoa, man! What a disaster this episode is. Oh, I'm back. Right, what did you want to know? Um, we talk about this week in WWE. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I'm all caught up with it. I, 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 just before we started recording today, I watched the last two episodes back to back. So I was actually a week behind. Um, but anyway, when I, my idea is here, right? Instead of um talking about the show this week in WWE, we'll just talk about this week in WWE, stuff that happened. Um, so Brock Lesnar finally re- returned after what seems like five weeks of him being advertised and not showing up. Uh, and he beat up uh, Roman Reigns. One of the guys from Extra Talented was on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was a, he was uh, a security on it. That, that segment was great because the crowd have been kind of getting into Roman a little bit lately with this angle. Yeah. Um, and they, they were, they were, you know, it was a little bit Austin like they were into him fighting the marshals, which by the way, just, I thought it was cool as a kid, but God, I hate angles where wrestlers like slap cops. Um, and like, right. don't, don't, don't get immediately, well, I would say arrested, but if this was the street, Roman Reigns would be dead right now. Okay. Let's just be honest. Uh, like, like, yeah, Roman Reigns tattooed person of color is going to slap a marshal and not get immediately shot and have evidence planted on him, you know, um, <laughs> but, but I mean, so that always comes off as farcical, but the crowd were into it, right? So that was good. 
But then... I thought it was really great. So the marshals put him in handcuffs and Brock Lesnar's music hits and Roman's reaction was so great because he like looks down like, oh, I'm fucked. I'm so fucked. My hands are, my hands are cuffed. And they didn't do the goofy pro wrestling thing where he broke them. Uh, 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 Brock just kicked his ass. But the, <laughs> the crowd started chanting, yes, and you deserve it when, Roman, when Reigns was being killed. Weirdly, they cut that out of the uh, this week in WWE uh, showing of that. It made it. It made it onto the YouTube anyway. Okay. Well, the YouTube was put up pretty much immediately afterwards. Uh, yeah. Uh, the uh, yeah chants and whatnot typically do survive because it's fairly quick, kind of direct feed, very little crowd tampering. Yeah. What else was on there? Uh, that was good. You know what was not sh- uh, shown on this week in WWE at all? That? The ultimate deletion, which happened, of course, on Raw this week. Oh, yeah, because it was about seven hours long. Holy shit. <laughs> did you like it? No, not really. Not really. Oh, I did. I, uh, I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, I, I thought, it, I, I, w- I will say this much. I was surprised at how true to the shtick it was. I, was like, I didn't yeah, like it. I didn't like any... it, but not. I didn't like it, but not because. Oh, you know, WWE ruined it. It was they were perfectly loyal to it, but I'm I'm just kind of over this. I think. I was surprised by how how many references there were to the prior ones. I mean, I I think it kind of went from zero to sixty in in expecting the audience to know a lot about kind of the universe that it takes place in like you know you had your uh rebbe on the piano and senor benjamin and vanguard one and king max and it was all there i mean i was surprised because it seemed like simultaneously um it was like uh tamer than the the other ones insofar as i kind of feel like it it, it acted as, as an introduction to these kind of matches in that sense like you can't really go too crazy or people won't won't be able to follow it so it was quite simple in that way but at the same time like i said they, they expected you as the, as the viewer to know a lot of the the hijinks that have that have happened in tna so to speak and yeah uh, I still quite got. I got a kick out of it because, as you said, my fear was that it would be overly uh, stylized in in the way that the New Day Wyatt thing was. The one time they did that, um, but it wasn't. It was. It was as as advertised. It was the the pretty much the the same as the other one. I feel as well like there wasn't. Um, you know, there wasn't really any high spots like there were in the other ones. Like there wasn't, I mean, I don't expect somebody to do a, a swan pond out of a tree like we got in the first one. But, um, you know, we didn't have like the the pits of fire and stuff like that. It was all kind of very, very safe in that way. Um, but yeah, you had all, all the hits. It was like the greatest hits, basically. You had the, the Lake of Reincarnation, the dilapidated boat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I quite enjoyed it. It was it was quite long, but I I think it kind of for me it kind of flew by. Um, little cameo from Jeff Hardy as well, though he didn't really do anything. No, he didn't um, do anything. Yes, yeah. Luke um, Lee was far away from a car at the time. Oh, Paul, that's um, funny. Oh. Um, I I thought even though I didn't really enjoy it, I still thought Matt Hardy. He's just he's just very amusing in everything he does. Is like I I thought him. <coughs> doing doing like several double takes and going like chair of wheels 
more of lawns. Like doing the Mr. Burns catch up, cats up thing with his um, with his various instruments of destruction. Um, yeah, I see. I I kind of like his performance, but I'm kind of over like the meme of this stuff, if that makes sense. Um, mm. uh, but yeah, and plus, and there was the, the other fat aspect of it was that it was Bray Wyatt, and like the, they, I think they he tried to add a level of stony faced seriousness to it, like when they found his shack. Um, yeah, and I was just like, I, I'm just, I, I said, I said this on Twitter. I was like, if this is, the, if this means the legitimate death of the Bray Wyatt character never to be seen again, I will happily watch Broken Matt Hardy skits for the rest of his career. <laughs> I happily, I was like, I ne- like, Bray Wyatt is the biggest, one of the biggest flops this company has produced in forever. Um, and I, I would be ecstatic if I never saw him again. If you want to bring him back with a different gimmick or call him with something else. Just ditch this stupid character because I have just despised it for the vast majority of his run. I really have. I was happy we got as well Bray Wyatt. I knew you'd come, which was maybe my yeah, favorite. Yeah, and that's what that's what you mentioned of like the the volume of things like that that they just kind of assumed you'd know. Yeah. Um, uh, but I do but, know. You know him, I mean, so those I those those um those things I think probably did big play on social media and YouTube. It was not just the. Two hundred thousand people watching pop. You know, it was they. They. Yeah, they I, I wonder how well the this kind of trended on on YouTube and that kind of stuff. I'm interested. I haven't actually checked that out. But I'm interested in that. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I, I quite enjoyed it. Um. And yeah, I'm looking forward to them doing more. They did put up uh, on YouTube, by the way. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Uh, a little uh, epilogue. Where Senor Benjamin is is raking the the grass for some reason, or maybe he's he's doing some some sowing some plants. But uh, the dilapidated boat sails by, and in it is uh, Bray Wyatt's lantern. It's what's left of Bray Wyatt, and he brings um, it to Matt Hardy, who's Matt Hardy's wearing the most ridiculous, um, uh, you know, Elizabethan era like uh, white shirt with like big puffy white shirt <laughs> and uh he gives it then to maxwell who blows on it and it goes out just a little uh little follow-up go on joe i just i just searched ultimate deletion on youtube and it's yeah. got uh, f- 535 views um <laughs> it, it was only uploaded an hour ago so <laughs> this is the this is the full match uh, they've uploaded. Oh, okay. they've got oh, okay. a um they've got a highlight that was got 2.3 million views. All so, right. does it have more or less views than that one kid who was like, uh, Shinsuke Nakarama is coming <laughs> to SmackDown? <sighs> I don't know, I can't remember his, his handle, but if I can find yeah, it, I can't, I, 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 I can't remember the, the name of that clip it was on, it was uh, uploaded under, and it's probably impossible to find now, but um, okay. that was a classic. Yeah, the Brock segment seemed to do like millions and millions of views as well. Um, well, the Brock segment was very good. Yeah, it, it was great. It was great. Um, uh, did you watch so, NXT this week? I did not. I did. One more thing, just to say, is that on uh, on this week in WWE, instead of the uh, Ultimate Deletion, they showed clips of the uh, interminable Alexa Bliss Nia Jax feud, which was oh, yeah. uh, one of the least lot up there with um, with Hornswoggle running into a, a black hole. And then Why? What did they do? I didn't see this. What did they do? Well, here's the reason for the whole feud, okay? Uh, Alexa Bliss uh, has Nia Jax as her second slash bodyguard slash whatever you want to call it, right? 
um, the big bad. And uh, so Alexa Bliss has an interview coming up with Charlie Caruso in the in the um, dressing room area. So the camera is shooting, and it's it's Alexa Bliss leaning against the the dressing room counter with uh, Mickey James, and she basically goes, um, "You know how we're just using Nia Jax, uh, basically. Um, you know what we what we're gonna do, right? Is we're just gonna keep using her and keep getting her to do what we want, and if she doesn't do it, you know what we're gonna do? We just beat the piss out of her. Yeah, tee uh, Char- Charlie Caruso walks in right, and goes, uh, sorry I'm late for the interview, um, but, but you guys know, because I'm late, uh, that huge boom camera, which has just been in shot the whole time, uh, that's that's been on the whole time, and everybody has just heard what you said. <laughs> so we're supposed to believe as viewers, right, that while the interview was not happening, they were just showing anyway a live feed and live audio of these two people talking backstage while stuff was happening in the ring. Um, and it was completely, completely rubbish. Mm. And, and, so, and so we're getting to WrestleMania, Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax. Woohoo! Well, I, do I, for one am, I, I for one am happy that these ladies are getting a WrestleMania match. I don't know about you, but... You know. I'd rather like have a good. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, I was disappointed by is that uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks are in the fucking the Moolah and not having their own match. Well, Barry, it's the WWE Women's Evolution Battle Royal sponsored <laughs> by Snickers. So don't be sponsored by Stephanie McMahon. Well, Stephanie McMahon is the reason for women existing, Barry. If I don't know if you, it was all men until Stephanie McMahon came along. Um. um... I did watch NXT. NXT was uh, was pretty good this week. You watch yourself? Nah. Nah. Um, yeah, Roderick Strong uh, unveiled his his tag partner in this uh, Dusty Rhodes Classic as Pete Dunne. And that's a pretty good team, to be honest. Oh, that's a good team. That's a good-ass team. Um, so, Pete Dunne, Roderick Strong beat... Who did they beat? They were, they were victorious, whoever they were against. I don't remember who it was. <laughs> okay. Um, her, oh no, it was only Lorcan and the uh, Rock and Roll Express, uh, Danny Birch. Oh, that's a good team, too. It was, a, it was a really good match, to be honest. Uh, every time I see only Lorcan, I'm kind of reminded by how much I enjoy watching Yeah, um, it's a shame they'll never push him ever. No, his name is only Lorcan, and he, he's a <laughs> pasty ball guy with black trunks. <laughs> He he had the he only had the second worst name on the whole show because the main event was Adam Cole against Cassius Ono. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that's the other thing. Sorry to to bring this back okay. to my tweet, which I love talking about. Um, <laughs> the fucking Roman Reigns tweet. Someone I can't remember how it got onto this, but someone replied angrily about Roman Reigns. And how I was wrong for saying he had crowd support. And um, they said that he couldn't be the guy. And someone else goes, yeah, he doesn't have potential to be the guy like some of their NXT prospects like Adam Cole. To which I laughed. (laughs) (laughs) And someone goes, Adam Cole, what the fuck you on about? First of all, he's not that good. Second of all, he's like 5'5". And the person goes... He's not 5'5", five five, mate. He's 6'1". 
And I was like, what the fuck is this person on? And so they they went back and forth for about five tweets. Then other people started replying. Fucking big mad chain. The dude posts the Google you Google Adam Cole height and it comes up six one. And like, but obviously that's Google. It's just pulling from various sources yeah, that can be worked. It's not at all it's not at all credible, right? Because there's no fucking way he's six one, right? Um, a friend of mine posts a picture from when she met him and she's small. And he's like a couple of inches taller than her. She's like five, like four. And so, and the guy is like, um, I don't know. I don't think you know what an inch is because he's more than a couple inches taller than you. It's like she was standing next to him. She knows if it's six one or not. And it just goes on and on. There must have been, genuinely without exaggeration, there must have been 30 tweets on the subject of Adam Cole under that Roman Reigns tweet. Um uh, alone, and it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, so, so in summation, NXT was all right this week. Um, yeah, although Adam Cole, uh, as well as Kyle Riley and Bobby Fish, uh, cut a cut a promo about Cassius Ono that was absolutely hideous. Oh, really? Um, they are not the most charismatic men in the world. I'll just say that much. No. Um, and uh, yeah, Ember Moon was on, and she's going to be against Shayna Baszler, obviously at the pay per view. And um, what else happened? Oh, uh, Andrade Almas was on, and he called um, he called Alistair Black a piece of shit. Oh, really? Yeah, shades of his his uh, his um, his idol Rey Mysterio from Lucha Underground there, um, which is still one of my favorite. Things of the last few years, where where little kid hero Rey Mysterio went into Dario Cuero's office and Jeff Cuero's piece of shit. Um, well, yeah, it was it was it was a good week. It was a good week, as it often is. Uh, let me see here. Uh, so, what's this MLW TV deal? I don't know what this is. MLW, they've got a TV deal. Yeah, with really? being like sports a... out of with yeah with being sports Dubai or whatever it is fairly kind of well known. Well, I say it's well known as in I've actually heard of it. So well, because Andy Gray and Richard Keys work for them. Well, right? exactly. Yeah, and you know if you if you what, ever what, watch you sorry sorry what country is this? I think no, it's being, based being out sport, of Dubai. They're based. It's like a Dubai owned or I don't know like Arab owned sports network, but it broadcasts worldwide. Okay. Okay. Um, so there's like a BN, sorry, BN Sports UK probably, or a American version as well. Right, right. Um, so they're going to be on that. Apparently it goes out to 50 million viewers. Um, so it's not as big as um, exposure as like a Ring of Honor and TNA, but apparently they are actually getting paid uh fee for the programming, unlike TNA. Oh, um, oh it's TNA! <laughs> it's, it's interesting, because of the decline of TNA, there is there's really no number two uh, company in America. So it's kind of interesting. Right. You've now got like ROH, MLW, TNA, uh, and then possibly all the, one of the many Lucha groups that seems to be popping up. Yeah. Um, look, looking to take that number two spot. I guess it's it's going to be tricky because there's so, um, so few kind of wrestlers out there that haven't been hoovered up by WWE. They're all kind of relying on the, on the Lucha Underground guys. Yeah, uh, it's funny. And the, the, the yeah. notable thing as well is Tony Schiavone's going to be one of the announcers. Or one of the uh, yeah, yeah. So I that's, that. cool. that's, that's interesting. Um, 
MLW have come a, a long way since doing podcasts with Conan. Yeah, I, th- those shows, I haven't seen any of them, but apparently people like those shows. It seems like they're doing all right. Um, yeah. uh, and it's so it's so funny, because I know, I, I remember when they announced their comeback show. The one shot, it's, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I think we talked on this show about it's not one shot. If they make a bit of money, they're going to come back. Um, and now they have a TV deal with 50 million viewers, so how about that? Um, um, that's uh, it's good, good for them. Uh, in bitter news, though, uh, we're gonna pour one out and we're gonna say RIP to five star wrestling. Um, oh, yeah, uh, mm. who, who have died. Um, oh. uh, 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 gone, gone too soon. We will miss you. I want to run to you at um, so yeah, and co- coinciding with that news, actually, uh, Paul, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, mm-hmm. the Wrestling Observer Newsletter said that one of the five star wrestling aces, one of their one of their most I, I hear about this. Mr. Zach Gibson has signed a uh, current WWE. OTT tag team champion. Yes, yeah. Now what's interesting is that he is not he's not relocating to Florida. It's a WWE UK deal, so it's a uh, Pete Dunne situation where he is basically kind of at WWE's beck and call, and he obviously can't work for your your world of sport or your TNA. But he will continue to do his uh, OTT, his progress, his ICW, whoever he wants to work with, you know, in in the group of neutral territories. Um, so, yeah, fair play to him. Super talented, obviously. We've sung his praises many, many times on this show. Um, yeah. uh, a, a great talent. Um, and I think, it, I think a UK deal kind of suits him better because he, of course, he has a school in Liverpool. Uh, him and James Drake, they run a... Uh, when I've heard good things about it as a, as a training ground for wrestlers. So, yeah, good job. For uh, for him, and apparently when, when that news came out, there's also scuttlebutt that they are going to try and tape more UK specials. They're, they're you know that idea isn't completely dead, but it's obviously uh, um, it, it's it's gotten very quiet there for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of foreign lands getting weird investments in wrestling, the mm-hmm. greatest Royal Rumble was announced. I, I'm not sure if this was even announced the last time we did a show. Um, but basically, this is a Saudi Arabia-hosted uh, event from WWE. In it's in some ridiculously huge stadium, isn't it? It's in it's like some big, um, yeah, outdoor arena. So it's kind of you know they. So there's there's a lot of talk as well. Just as an aside, there's also rumored that they're going to be running a show in like a fifty thousand seat Australian venue. Um, yeah, uh, so it seems like this is kind of a thing they're toying with, you know. I, I don't think they'll ever do WrestleMania abroad, but they're going to do some network specials from some big stadiums. Uh, well, I would guess it, with Saudi Arabia specifically, they're probably getting a nice big fat. Oh, yeah. It's rather than their usual. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's some people are a bit annoyed because obviously, so they've confirmed, it wasn't originally confirmed, but they've confirmed there will be no women on this uh, uh, show. Um uh, so, so that's obviously that has riled some people up, and you could say, yeah, was you know, Stephanie they, McMahon involved in the negotiations? Then, uh, well, this is the this is the funny thing. I mean, I, I was talking to, to someone about it earlier today, and it's like, oh, well, that's not WWE's fault. I was like, you're right, but they also don't have to take their money, you know what I mean, and host a show there. They don't have to do that. In uh, a way, so it's, it's just, directly WWE's fault for doing it. it yeah, it, yeah. So it's like, especially because, especially because lately WWE wants all the uh, the woke points. You know what I mean? They want all the yeah. cool uh, 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 feminist PR, but they're not willing to like turn down money from this company that will like beat their roster to death or something. I don't know. But um, uh, so yeah, so that's that's obviously. Well, there, a, a, there's there's uh, I, I heard word that there would be potential that the crowd would be segregated. 
yes, that's the other thing. Yeah, <laughs> into uh, uh, Roman's Roman Reigns fans and non-Roman Reigns fans. <laughs> Not unlike Barry's Twitter. Oh, uh, the Roman Empire goes on this side, and the we the weave Roman Reigns enough on the other side. Um, yeah. So so, and the reason they're calling this the greatest Royal Rumble ever is that it's going to be what is it fifty people. Yeah. Yes. Fucking a 50-man Royal Rumble. So, for those keeping score, by the way, this is the third Royal Rumble we're getting this year. Um, uh, this is in a- this is in late April, and it will be live on the network as well. So, uh, so there's that. And it's being called by. I did not see that. Who is it being called by? Well, Barry, who would you least like to see call a 50-man Royal Rumble? Or let, maybe that's not the right question. But who who would be the least able? Oh, uh, Jim Ross. And Jerry Lawler. Oh my oh, god! I heard I I didn't watch it, so this is secondhand information. I heard Jim Ross was absolutely horrendous on the New Japan show last night. Um, uh, I heard he kept calling Zack Saber Junior. Will Osprey, which I don't even know. I don't even know how you do that because they're not even remotely similar. Other than other than being British, which is a lot of people. Um, uh, All yeah. kind of British lanky people. There's there's no way there's no way. Uh, Jim Ross knows the names of all 50 of these dudes. So far. <laughs> uh, there's no way uh, Ascension Connor is going to be in there. Um, uh, and and JR is going to know who he is. But uh, i tell you, you what, though. the I'm wrestlers pretty- will all have, just for some reason, uh, T-shirts with their names on? Uh, yes. Uh, Raw, Raw, SmackDown, and Jabronis. The Jabronis have to have the names on the back. Um, but I think this will be fun just because it's going to be a wacky thing. Um, it's late April, so it's uh, it's relatively close, and uh, they've also announced Triple H versus John Cena because why not? Um, yeah. an, an Intercontinental Title ladder match and a tag team match with the Bar defending. So uh, so we will see. So yeah, that's weird, uh, and that's happening uh, in the in the coming weeks. Yeah. It's actually, on, it's on a Friday, and it'll be uh, I think five p.m. our time. So that's, that's perfect. Interesting. That's all right. Yeah. yeah. I'd probably just be in the door from work. That's good. Uh, um, And so the last thing you have here in the notes, Paul, is OTT contenders. I watched a bit of this. uh, I've only seen a bit of it as well. Yeah, I watched up uh, to the intermission, I think. I watched the first uh, three matches. Okay, so I've watched a bit more than you. Uh, I thought the opener was all right. Um, Um, That was Club Tropicana versus the... What are those big lads? The the mongrels are they the called them? I thought I thought Captain Sexy was quite good. Um I th- uh and I like the Mongols, but I think um Russell uh Dempster, he needs to change that ring attire so fast. Um yeah, they th- those lads are the, the were... singlet with the long tights is, I don't think it has ever been a good look, and I include Kane in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was rough. Um but the show was stolen by uh, Jose Idol. Um not a fan of the Jose. It's a little Manuel from Faulty Towers. I mean, that's obviously the. the I mean, that is directly what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I guess I'm just such a Tony Idol fan because that's kind of so unique. Whereas this is so like it's been done, you know? Yeah. It is. It is. I mean, I I liked it, but I I totally get where you're coming from. Um, but I have a I have a huge soft spot for our for our Jose. Um. Uh, so that that match was all right. I like I like uh, Club Tropicana. Um, the yeah. Uh, yeah. 
the second match, I think, was uh, Michael May. Uh, the, sorry, this is the, the little. They're doing kind of a uh, kind of a faction warfare among the contenders. They kind of split them into trios, and yeah. so it, it's uh, more than hype, which is Darren Kearney back from training with Landstorm, and uh, Nathan Martin. Nathan no. Martin. I, I can I can never remember who's in which faction. Yeah, Nathan Martin, yeah. Curtis Murray. And um, Michael May, uh, which is legit 100. Now, I thought this match was a lot of fun. I, I think, as far as I think that's uh, as far as I am into, it, I think that's the best match in the show so far. Uh, yes, yeah, I would agree. One thing I gotta say though, I gotta walk back a little something I was I mentioned a couple of months ago. Right. I've 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 soured quite a bit on Curtis Murray. I have to say. You said this last week, yeah, yeah. He's, I, I, I tell you what, I tell you what, because I defended him last week and said I think he's great. He, he definitely had a sloppy night. He time. did, and it wasn't just like a spot; it was like he was just all over the place. A little bit, um, uh, and there was spots where he was like he didn't necessarily fuck him up, but he went, he did, he went to do like a a kick on the apron, like a Davy Richard style kick, and he just looked so tentative on it because he had already messed up. So I don't know if he was like. Nervous or whatever, but do you know who had a great who had a great night? It was Nathan, Nathan Martin. Martin? Yes, he was, stand, he was the standout of the four of them. I thought, and I think he's like I think he's the standout of maybe with the exception of Scotty Davis. I think he might be the standout of the whole contenders field. Um, he's and like, I think he's like he, a little Dean Malenko. Yeah, and I think he's the youngest. I think he's still te- I think he's still sixteen. That's crazy. He is. He is insanely talented. Insanely talented. Uh, the other three lads, like I said, I Curtis, I just don't, I just don't think had a good night. And honestly, when you look at it, it's like I, st- I, I don't think he's terrible. I still think he's good. I still think he's. Potential. I think he's. I think he's got the best like charisma of them all. But he was, yeah, he was kind of messing moves up left. And right. he, he, but, he, but he does that quite a lot. And it's like I don't know if he's getting ahead of himself, like trying to run before he can walk or something. But like in general, I still think he's good. But you think about all the accidents, like okay, fair enough. We saw him bust his head open. That could happen to anyone, though, right? You know what I mean? But like yeah. I think of all the other matches I've seen, where like yeah, he slips on the ropes a lot and he's missing all these dives, and it's like. I think he needs to maybe slow it down a bit. And the other thing as well uh, is worth remembering is like he's in his twenties, you know. Um, yeah. uh, he's like eight years older than like uh, Martin. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of crazy. But uh, the other three lads I thought were great. Darren Curdy, really good. I need to see need to see a bit more of him. It was kind of I couldn't get it. Like you know, he he was good, but I need to. He see was a bit very Lance Stormy, I must say. That was the impression I got from him. Yeah, very very technically uh, proficient, but I, he didn't jump out of the match at me. Uh, Michael May and Nathan Martin were the two uh, were the two big dogs in this match. I think. Um, yeah. I think Michael May relies a little much a little bit much on the um, the strong style. The like he gets hit. And he goes, I think he, I think he laid that on a little bit thick. But I thought Nathan Martin was fantastic, and Michael May is great. To be fair, yeah, they're they're, they're, they're super talented. And then uh, uh, we had, this is the last one that I had seen. We had the, the yeah. postponed but finally delivered uh, six-man tag of Angel Cruz. Yeah, really good and, one. Uh, one of the uh, Peter and Rick boys and Electro uh, did nothing <laughs> basically in the match. Um, uh, uh, and the, the family cool, which is be cool, I am cool, which is Joe Coffey, and Big mm-hmm. Daddy cool, which turned out to be Tiny Iron. Um, which I listen. I always love a joke where you're doing a skit involving a family member, and then one of them turns out to be of a different race. 
Yikes! That's always a good punchline. <laughs> a giant um, black man. A a and I've I've never seen because Tiny Iron stopped working OTT before I went there. I've never seen him live, but watching this VOD, he was fucking massive. He's a, a gigantic beast of a man. Um, and like this, it's funny because this whole shtick basically stemmed from like people joking on Twitter that coffee looks like be cool if he like inflated himself a little bit. Right, and uh, unfortunately, at this point uh, of the show, the technical issues got the better of us. The laptop that we were recording on uh, stopped recording. I think we did like seven more minutes, so you're not really missing too much. We talked about um, the the third uh, match which we had seen, which was uh, I forget what was it. Uh, I don't forget. I remember, don't remember. Anyway, screw it. Um, so you got a good hour forty, whatever it is of the show. Sorry, this week the the the, the technical gods were just not with us this week. Um, so uh, next week probably will be a Monday show as well because Barry will be going to uh, OTT Defiant on Sunday. So if anybody else is going to that, make sure you say hello to him. Um, and please don't forget as well, I mentioned uh, on the show, the uh, the donations we're taking um, for the, the pets. Um, you know, normally we wouldn't ask to our listeners for money, but, uh, you know, this is something near and dear to our hearts and was very very expensive to be fair so um if you can give anything just consider it like a patreon you don't get anything but a lot of people like to support the shows they listen to so just this once if you could go to chairshotpodcast.com click on the donate button uh, at the top left which by the way is nothing to do with me okay this is going directly to natalia um i'm not gonna see who donated or anything it's 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 really for her um please go to chairshoppodcast.com uh click on the donate button at the top left that'll take you directly to a, a paypal thing i think and uh again whatever you can give uh we would be very very appreciative um so with that uh joe's already gone barry is already gone uh again i'm sorry that you missed out on the last seven minutes or so of the show um hopefully next week you will have a a proper functioning show where everything goes right and uh and everybody's happy but uh thank you for listening anyway and uh and it's goodbye from barry who is who is very very cool it's goodbye from joe hopefully he has the uh the fourth best week ever in a row and it's goodbye from me with all my fingers and toes crossed that none of the pets develop leprosy in the next month or I'll be going down to the bank for a little mortgage, baby. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see you guys next week. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.